It's The Key Review, Episode 7, with your host, Kenny. Today, Kenny chats with rap artist Seven Taylor, who gives us some insight into the LGBTQ rap scene and how he's living his truth through his music. Quick listener note, if you've got some youngsters in the general vicinity, you may want to go old school with some earmuffs, because there's some explicit lyrics. But this episode will prove why we think Seven is magic. All right. You've waited long enough. Let's get this show on the road. Look, a lot of y'all niggas only gonna make enough money to get a Honda Civic. I ain't trying to turn you on to try and put you on some new money. How? Yo, saucy. Think I need a saucy. Nigga, nigga, bossy. Think I need the posties. Nigga, nigga, handsome. Think I need the handsome. Nigga, nigga, I'm in a spaceship. Man, it's for me. from rap artist Seven Taylor, our special guest tonight, who is going to be joining us for this episode. And we're super excited to talk rap, hip-hop, and the music industry with Seven Taylor. Joining us today, we have rap artist Seven Taylor. Welcome to the show. Yay! Hi, everybody. First of all, I gotta say congratulations on spaceships. It's been out for uh, a few weeks now, and I know the reception has been really good. But what's been your biggest surprise about it? What's always my biggest surprise when I release music is how it translates with people. Like what what type of dialogue it creates. What what people feel when they listen to my music. Because I don't I don't know how people feel. Like I know how I feel when I record it, but. Um, it's always good to hear someone else's perspective or their um, opinion or whatever the situation is. Um, but it's been getting a lot of alarming, great responses. And a lot of people definitely want um, visuals to go with the, the single. Like the single itself is a warm up single. It's not it may or may not even make the actual project itself. It just was something to put out there to say, hey, you know, I'm ready. You know, let's get this boat rolling. You know, so um, it's it's a, it's a good good feeling and so with spaceships in itself like is there any kind of specific meaning behind it like where did it kind of come out of as you were writing it i okay so the the where this is how it weirdly came together um i was on my way walking to one of my old jobs and um it was early in the morning and i just i heard the beat the day before so i pulled the beat back up again um, and I was listening to it as I was walking and then like saucy, think I need a saucy, you know, like it just started, it just started naturally flowing to, you know, to me. So I, I, I started like freestyling most of the parts of it and then I wrote, wrote it down. And then when I got to the studio, I didn't have a third verse. So that her, the whole third verse part of the song, I actually freestyled that whole thing. Um, just with a lot of punch and stuff like that. But, um, it's, it's 
to me, it's a, a feel-good record. It's a record to play when you're about to go to the club or you're about to turn up or you're about to just, you want to feel like you that, that, um, that person, that thing, that, that energy that, you know, everyone need to have around. You know, you just, um, I don't know if we could cuss it out on a um, podcast, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, in many words, I know what I'm talking about. You know, you just, you just feel like you're that person. You know, you know, you're, you're important. Um, you know, you pop in, everything is, you know, hitting for you, you're lit, you know, all those different <laughs> variations of expressions. Like well, that's, say, that's what I feel. You, you present yourself, um, I mean, just from our conversations online, uh, you, mm-hmm. you present yourself very confidently and you, you have a lot of confidence behind Thank you. Thank you. Um, and it totally translates in your music, but with all that confidence, do you get nervous when you release a song? Um, yeah, sometimes like, like when, it, it's actually about to be time for it to release. Like it's like in like eleven or twelve o'clock or whatever the situation is. Um, I kind of be like, wait, maybe I should just, you know, <laughs> maybe I should wait it. <laughs> but um, it's only because I, I feel like to to put out music and to be in demand and to be relevant. Um, that that comes with a lot of pressure, you know, and you don't want to fail your listeners. You you always want to like reinvent yourself or or um create new narratives in your music itself. And I feel like a lot of people um, put so much pressure on you to always give them what they want. And um, I create for myself and then I give it to the world. Um, and that's how I keep my formula going. That's how I keep myself re- uh, refreshed and and um, provocative with my take on how I want to approach new projects and stuff like that. Because I don't want to ever be in the mindset of trying to be a people pleaser, you know, it's just not, it's not me. I just want to like, you know, put my stuff out there and, you know, you bump to it, you bump to it, if you don't, you don't, but nine times out of 10, you're going to bump to it, <laughs> you know. I was going to say that, uh, you know, if you're in tune with your listeners, which I truly believe that you are, because you're, 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 you are making it for yourself, but you right. do know who your listeners are. Um, right, right. It's, it's really interesting because as somebody who's not necessarily a, a rap aficionado, um, right. No, and as somebody who's a general le- uh, listener, we have a lot of commercial rap that we we come into contact with. We don't necessarily come into contact with a lot of niche or old school or traditional right. rap because maybe they're not as radio friendly or they play well on on radio. But they're right. trying to come out of that truest form of rap, uh, that right, right. storytelling. Right, um, I, I totally agree. I definitely feel like nowadays we do have like the commercial rap. We do have like the little, you know, pop friendly, you know, let me say what I got to say, do what I got to get this money. Um, but then we have people like I'm, I'm passionate about what I do. And you could tell from the first play on my music. Um, I'm very passionate in what I say, what I do, what I'm putting out there. Um, I'm becoming much more aware of myself and my power as, as an artist, um, just with, the take on the new things that I'm working on now for this new project that I'm working on. And um, I always want to bring something refreshing to the table, whether it's reinventing an era that, you know, may have passed or whatever the situation is, but I always want to make sure that I'm giving my all and it's not half-assed. It's, it's not, it's not lackluster or it's not something that I feel as though we're um, constantly always hearing. You know, and some people feel as though, as we talked about before in, like, the, the, the transcribe interview, a lot of people feel as though people that are out are, you know, of the LGBTQ community that are music, musicians and stuff like that, that we have 
this one narrative that we need to follow. Like we all all sound like this. We're all doing this. We all come from this type of background. And that's not true at all. We all have different narratives. We all live in different lives. We all have different struggles. And I'm happy that the narrative in our community is changing when it comes to music. Now we are being introduced to different voices and different um, movements and um, artists that are creating actual bodies of work and not trying to like sell a quick single, you know, they're actually, you know, investing in the body of work. What I've found kind of really interesting about it through this, through the Q review and, and talking with artists as yourself is that at the very beginning, right. I was really surprised how large you know, I'm, I, I wasn't ignorant in the fact that, yeah, there's, there's, there's music from all styles that are that's coming out of the LGBTQ uh, community. But I was right. really surprised with just how large the rap and hip hop community is because we don't hear it in the general mainstream because it's not necessarily presented. We'd have to kind of go looking for it. Right, uh, right. But it's 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 huge and quite supportive. But how, how do you think that the LGBT artists are changing or, or challenging how rap is viewed? Um, I think we are pushing that narrative that is, like I said, that's always given. Like they feel as though we are all the same. So they're kind of like, oh, all right, know what I'm gonna expect from this person. And then they press play on your music, and they're they're like blown away by the fact that you're um, creating different worlds and different dialogues with your music itself that I feel um, we're making noise for ourselves, especially I would say last year into this year, I would say we are making a lot of noise for ourselves as rap artists and stuff like that coming from the LGBTQ community um, because people aren't really that invested when they get a hint or they, or they, uh, discover your sexuality um but it, it takes true people that are music lovers to look past all that um and actually go ahead and press play on your music and see what you're given and a lot of people did that all over like my with my album people are listening to my my album in russia and the uk and all these different places and i i didn't even think that you know I was going to cross over to those places, you know, without having a, you know, huge backing or a big, big platform. You know, I will have it soon, but, you know, as of right now, just my platform growing. I think it's important that we are, I think it's important that we are pushing forward different narratives, um, letting people know that we're not all the same and that we all don't fit in this one little box. Like, I'm not going to be like an ABC rapper. Or I'm not going to be uh Nicki Minaj and Tim, you know um clone or something like that like we all and there's nothing no, nothing wrong with those people that does that but like I'm talking about people that actually are passionate about music and want to have their own um identity yeah and I think that you hit something there too where you said that you know all of a sudden in Russia and the UK and that um because it, I, it, I can honestly say that you're probably one of the most present artists on social media maybe only second to Jesse St. John because he's kind of everywhere um, okay come through <laughs> you are really out there and you're talking to everyone you're you're not you're not Thank keeping you. yourself in one little corner of the social media world um you're right. really kind of getting out there and talking to everyone and meeting a lot of folks um so how how do you think social media has been a support to you as an artist oh um, my I, I definitely greatly appreciate that because i do um make sure i socialize and create dialogue with everyone that i come across with um, I feel like social media plays a big part in my brand 
far as it has allowed me to get bookings and um, meet dope people like yourself and just cross over to different places, different industries and stuff like that. Like, I feel like without social media, um, it may have been a little bit more harder for us to get across because we have this thing that you're an artist and you're gay, and you know, and, and in those things, like you're bringing your demo to the, the record label and they, you know, discover who you really are and stuff like that. And, you know, them not want to take a chance because they don't know if we're marketable and stuff like that. And the fact that we are, so many people are coming through like, um, Callie M he's, um, a rap artist from New York. Um, he was charting yesterday. Like his album was like legit charting. I mean, his, his EP was charting and stuff like that. And a lot of different people have had a lot of different successes being indie artists. And it goes to show that we are marketable. We're here. Um, we ain't going nowhere. And it's time for you to either just sit back and press play or just watch us do what we got to do. You know, just have a genuine, a genuine respect for someone that is getting up and making their dreams happen. I think it's also changed the level of understanding the level of success being very right. where once upon a time it was kind of like you had to push out X amount of million albums for you to be a success. Now what's happening is that artists like yourself are are making a name for yourself on, on social media and suddenly your your audience is building out of pockets that would never have had a chance to hear you before. Um, right right and that's a privilege like that's yeah. a big privilege you know and I, and I and i don't take that lightly because so many people came before me that have crossed over like um luther vandross and all these different people and they weren't able to live in their authentic truth because they feel as though if i be myself i'm going to lose millions of dollars i'm going to lose fans i'm going to you know have to return back to where i came you know came from and you know now we get to a place where we could be like you know what i'm an artist I'm gay, I'm this, I'm that, and I'm still able to have access to success, you know? And it's not like you got to reverse me and put me back to where I came from in the dungeons or somewhere like that, you know? Yeah, and you mentioned in the feature, too, to kind of, like, just go back to that. It's uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, you wanted to be heard without having to attach your sexuality to it. And being a member right. of the LGBT uh, music community, now it's a little bit different where because the success is coming in, in different variations in forms, do you think mm-hmm. that, you know, other artists or yourself are ever feeling the pressure either to tone down the sexuality or to actually turn it up because it's actually gaining attention? Um, yeah, that, you know, that's a very good, very good question. Um I it's, think it kind of goes both ways in the sense that we know that there's people out there who want to market you. And sometimes it's right. kind of like, oh, no, you're too much. But then it's kind of like, no, give us some more because actually people are buying into it. Right. Right. Like, you know, they, you want it's, it's like it's like going to a straight event and then go and, and performing and then going to a gay event. And, you know, you bring out your, your wigs and, you know, <laughs> you're, you're doing a catwalk. You're hitting a dip and all. like, no, honestly, honestly, exactly what you're saying. I think. Um, for me, I live in both worlds. Like a lot of my, a lot of my supporters surprisingly are heterosexual individuals and stuff like that, that listen to my music, that give me my credit as an MC. Um, I do have a lot, I do get a lot of support from the LGBT community as well. Um, I think for me, I, like I said, I always like to stay true to myself. So some songs you may hear me, you know, cunt it up a little bit and some songs, I might just be giving you that, you know, that good old East Coast rap feel, you know, and just, you know, just talking my crap and doing what I got to do as an um, a rapper. Um, but I feel like nowadays 
it's kind of like if labels are looking for LGBTQ artists and they are going into these, you know, different dimensions and picking us out and stuff like that. I would hate for a label that to try to make me be extra, you know, just yep. over the top. Like I need to throw, I need to be, you know, talking and having glitter flying everywhere and I need to be falling on rainbows and all. No, that's not me. Like I'm, I'm really regular when I'm not Seven Taylor. You know, like yeah. Seven Taylor is a persona. He's a he's a he's a you know a brand and things and stuff like that. Other than that, I'm regular. You know, I'm chill. Um, but I think there are brands that are looking for those type of individuals, and you know, sometimes they get you and they want to you know modify you and make you a carbon copy of something else. Or sometimes they want you to be your authentic self. But I do, to answer your question overall, to answer your question, I, I do feel the pressure, but I don't give into the pressure because right. I, I like to stay authentic to me. You know, I don't want to overexert myself with just giving too much, you know? Well, just I mean, give in, them a little. In, the, in the fight for authenticity too, as well, where, you know, where people are want to be themselves without having fear and, and prejudice. The last thing I think anybody wants is also to be, become a token artist so right yes yes like a little poster child for everything yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm i don't i'm not here for it because i don't want to like i don't want to ever sit here and and make people feel as though that they have to do this and this and that in order to get or to gain some type of success in their life i feel like you should just live in your authentic truth do what you got to do be who you are create what you're going to create if music is not your route Find something else that sticks like grits and do what you got to do. You know, music is not for everybody, you know? So it's just like, you got to have tough skin doing what, who, what what I'm doing and many other people are doing in this music industry because um, our peers sometimes are the people that try to rip us apart or yeah. try to make us seem as if we're, you know, stretching too far with our dreams. And, you know, you need to, you, you know, you gay, you you rap, whatever, you know, you want to do what you're going to do. But, and then they turn turn around and turn the TV on and see me on the TV and it's like, oh, I, you know, I love him now. You know, that's like, it's, it's that weird energy. Like, I'm not here for it. <laughs> so true. Yes, it's, 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 it's a very weird culture for us because it's like, y'all want, y'all want gay rappers, but y'all really don't want gay rappers. <laughs> like, what you really want, sis? <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of that, so Spaceships being the, mm -hmm. the first, like you said, as a, as a almost like a, a pre-single to, to the upcoming EP. And tell us a little bit about that. Like, what, what, what should we be expecting from, from the new project? Um, so what you should, well, you definitely you're going to be expecting a lot of creative, innovative things. Because I'm actually going to the, I'm just going far into my mind with this. Like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm traveling out of space with this one. And, um, I really want to create a body of work that is, you know, just innovative and, and, and inspiring and, and something that for the next boy in line to look at and, and use as a blueprint to, you know, get their ideas across. I just feel like, um, of course it's going to be filled with rap, <laughs> uh, obviously. Um, but it's, I'm going to tell a, a great story about, the character Jimmy Taylor, which is Seven Taylor's alter ego, you know, so I'm going with the alter ego route this time. And, you know, it's going to get a little crazy and I'm going to say a lot of things that I shouldn't say, but it needs to be said um, in regards to just sexism, colorism, um, just um, hyper masculine cultures. I'm, I'm coming for everything <laughs> like nothing's off topic with this um, project. And 
I'm just very excited to be working on it because I feel real, I just feel very inspired. And I haven't felt this inspired since I worked on my um, debut um, album. Do you think you'll release it like single after single or, or song after song? Or do you think it'll all come out all at once? I'm thinking, um, well, like I said, I have to uh, uh, release an official single just to give people like a little more in-depth of what to expect, um, which I'm actually working on something and I'm, well, I can't really say that much about it, <laughs> but I would say, <laughs> I want to give y'all a little tea, but no, um, I'm, I'm actually just in the midst of like two to three artists that I actually want to feature on this particular single um, to make it like dope. Um, but I feel, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I want to just drop it in its entirety and, you know, go about my business or I probably want to, you know, do maybe a, a good one or three singles. I don't know just yet. I don't know. I, I would say maybe less around June. I would have more of a confirmation of how how I want to plan out everything and how I want the, you know, this this project to unveil itself. So we'll keep an eye out in June. Ha ha ha. Okay. So you're gonna you so what you just mentioned is that there's gonna be some collaborators on the uh, project with you. Oh yes. Yes. That's <laughs> intriguing, intriguing. Uh the upcoming Pride season is is on, upon us. It's it's we're entering into it. Uh okay. are you looking at performing at any any of the Pride events this year or any festivals? Well, I, yeah, I'm definitely going to be performing at some Pride events this year. I know I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, Pride events in Connecticut, um, but I'm looking to do some other ones. I don't know if I hit the mark yet when it comes to, like, submitting for certain, you know, certain events you got to submit, send in your, like, you know, your music and your previous, you know, performances and stuff like that. But I don't know. We shall see. You know, anything could happen. I could be booked at anything. Um, but that's up in the air right about now. Have you performed at Pride events before? Yes. Yeah, I did. I, yeah. I got booked for... Well, I performed in New York. Well, it wasn't a Pride event. That was a, a charity event. My right. first performance was in New York, which was, like, major dope and um, so cool. And then I got booked for two major events and um, Pride events in Connecticut for Connecticut's Pride Week. And um, that was amazing. That was dope. And um, I met a lot of different artists from different um, areas and stuff like that. And it was it was dope, so I'm I'm actually looking forward to that. You know, I might actually do my own set up my own little venue and things and stuff like that, and give off a little one man show, um, just to you know give people another like you know taste of love for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing at um, I was online and watching uh, some stuff from South by Southwest, and I know that the. Um, the, the group from Pink uh, Pink Elephant, I think it is. They held um, an actual queer rap night during. Right, I've seen so that, and it's really old. cool. Like that's something at festivals that I, I hope we see more of is is you know artists being able to get out there and do their own kind of thing. Um, yes, yes. Not on the main stage. No, I I definitely agree with you. I definitely feel like we have listen, we have so much power in our community that we can literally create our own Hollywood. You know, know. if we wanted to. And, and, and it's no shade, but we don't really need our heterosexual counterparts to sit here and put us on. We can put ourselves on. You know, I love their admiration. I love their support. I love vibing and things and stuff like that. But we don't need people to put us on. We can put ourselves on. We can put ourselves in position to win. And I feel like what they did, what Pink Elephant did, and, and um, just 
all the different pride organizations that are doing right about now is putting together these dope music festivals and stuff like that. We need more of that. You know, we need more safe spaces for us to go and perform and share that dialogue with um, people that support our music. And um, I hope to see as you, uh, you know, I agree with you as well. Like I hope to see more of that happen and, this year because you know i don't know this feel like a very gay, gay year to me so hopefully we could you know <laughs> spice it up a little bit and definitely it's it's one of those years uh, or, or or time periods right now where you're starting to see artists upon artists upon artists really kind of come out of the woodwork with right. good solid music that is coming from it's not a it's not a force generated kind of music it's it's really coming from places of experience that people right. haven't heard of before or haven't heard in this format before right is that, no, I, I definitely agree i definitely agree i feel like Right now, there's so many different narratives going on. God is Mikey, myself, Pixlr, uh, Callie M. Like, it's a lot, so many people to name. Um, Mo, a lot of different artists are that I know personally that are working on some dope shit. Even though, you know, I'm definitely going to have a lot of commercial things, a lot of like, you know, edited versions of stuff being um, done. I love being, I don't know, I always admired Little Kim and um, Foxy and all those different artists that came out and were just explicit and authentic in, in what they were saying. Like, they, they didn't sugarcoat it. Um, because I feel like that is there's power in that. You know, there's, there's power in being uncensored. Just living in your truth with what you're going to say, how you're going to say, what your experiences were. And I think that's the reason why I'm so explicit. Even though, I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to get some edited versions of things done soon. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely... I, I don't know. I just love being authentic, I guess. <laughs> you know, in my explicitness, you know. There's nothing, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I think that, you know, the history of rap especially really comes from a place of being yourself telling <laughs> right. your truth. And it, it does come from, you know, some uh, some explicit kind of areas. But, I mean, it's it's because of the stories that were t- being told. And a lot of right. those folks felt like they had, you had to kind of bring it out to the forefront in terms of, um, you know. To make a, your point. Yeah, to make your point. Right. Exactly. I, I agree. Definitely. To make your point, um, I feel like rap has always been poetry. You know, it's, it's poetry. It's, it's it's something that hits your soul. You know, you'd be having a bad day and, you know, your song come on on the radio and you're already, you already snapping your fingers and moving. And, you know, you know, it's, it, music is, is spiritual to me and, and it, it moves us in different ways. It connects us in different ways. And if I didn't put out music, we wouldn't be having this conversation right about now. You know, it connects people in unexpected ways and it, it allows us to coexist in different dimensions with each other. And I feel like um, we definitely should always just, you know, just embrace the culture. You know, whatever what whatever what the culture is given, embrace it. If it's techno, if it's disco, whatever whatever the situation is, you know, let it just be what it is. Because once we start watering it down and doing this and taking this out, taking that on, that's when it becomes unfun. You know, you're like, mm, never mind now. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you for having me, and I this- definitely appreciate the opportunity to come on your show, the interview you did, and just all the love and stuff that y'all show me. I definitely appreciate it very much. Well, listen, this may be your first time on the show, but I don't think it's going to be your last because I know that we're going oh, to have, have you back <laughs> at some point in time. I definitely would love to come back when um, it's time to debut a, a, a single from the project. I definitely would love to come back and do that. Give well, y'all then, exclusive. It's a date. Okay. <laughs> I'll bring the flowers. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
right, here we go. The Q2. Two songs this week you need to be listening to right now. Sounds so ominous. Our first Q2 of the week comes from Nova Scotia Canadian artist Mo Kenny. Brand new single out called Ahead of Myself. Love what Mo is bringing to the table. Digging the vibe that Mo's bringing. It's kind of got a 70s throwback. There's a little bit of the psychedelic 70s that's kind of going on there. There's a little bit of a, a rasp uh, in the voice. Some Janis Joplin kind of, of happening in there. But it's a great song. It's a really good song. It's very catchy. And it kind of gets in, gets the job done, and gets out. And doesn't waste time. And I really appreciate it when an artist kind of gets in there and just brings us the goods and keeps on giving during the song and, and Mo Kenny has really done that this time. So Q2 of the week, number one, Mo Kenny ahead of myself. Our second Q2 of the week goes to Gregory Dillon and Alien Boyfriend. I really like this song. Um, I have it on kind of continuously, I have to say. Part of the reason I like the song is that I really enjoy Gregory Dillon's voice. I love the texture of it. I love the depth of his voice. Just how it, it resonates throughout the song. Um, it has the, the, the lower register comes through so smooth and it just, it's got a warmth to it, his voice does. The song itself is a great song. It's it's nice and it's it's got a great beat to it. Uh, it's more of a mid-tempo, but it really is wrapped up in, in a nice little bow because of Gregory Dillon's voice. And I think that he's one of those artists that you're going to hear a lot more of because I think he has got a voice that can you know take songs in different places uh, and we haven't even scratch the surface of him yet as an artist so i'm excited to see more from him and hear more from him and yeah that voice is killer bring it on gregory we we, we need more of you so q2 of the week number two this week goes to gregory dylan and alien boyfriend our video of the week comes from ryan casada and their new video back down south the reason I'm choosing this video is because I really like it when somebody shows me a piece of their life. And Back Down South is Ryan Casada. If you're not if you're not following, is a really endearing artist, great performer, great writer, great artist, great vocalist, unique in 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 his own way. But the the video itself, we get to see some of what Ryan's experiences are like through just handheld phone and cameras. Nothing, you know, nothing fancy, no bells and whistles. It's just a true slice of life uh, from a great artist. And those kinds of videos, I really appreciate, and I really appreciate seeing some of their of their home and the the performances that they've experienced and some of the the things that they do. So I think that when somebody puts themselves out there that way, it's a great way for us to connect as an audience with the artist. So that's why this week, video of the week goes to Ryan Casada and Back Down South. Kenny, your thoughts on virtually meeting Seven Taylor? It was everything I dreamed it would be. Seven and I have chatted back and forth over the past few weeks and what a character. I got, if I have to say anything about Seven, Seven is driven is not gonna let anybody stop him he's and engaged I'll tell you 100% that. Um, his he is taking care of his own social media he is out there he is pushing everything out there he is meeting people on on social media he's talking to other artists he's not going to let anybody stop him and he's not gonna let anybody tell him what kind of artist he needs to be he is his 
own person, and damn if he isn't pretty spectacular. Yeah, he's quite the personality, I Very, gotta big, say. Big, big, big personality. And uh, that's great. I, I love that uh, about him. And I think that Seven would be somebody, if, if I ever get a chance to actually physically meet Seven, I think it will be a hoot. It will be uh, a hot time in the whole town tonight. Yeah. I think that he's got such a, a real life about him, and I, I love that in him as an artist. All right, thank you for joining us again on this episode of the Q Review Podcast. We're going to leave you with a little bit more Seven Taylor. This is Monica 03. We'll see you next time.